welcome to this very special episode of Dum Dum Die, an all-awesome, all-female, role-playing, homebrew podcast uh, using D&D as the system and using my setting, Kalandos, as the setting. So, <laughs> why I say this is a very uh, special episode, because I have two guests with me here today. I, I guess guests is probably an incorrect term, because they're always with us. Um, <laughs> just one never speaks, and one is oral. Oh, damn it. No. Surprise, ruined. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's her. Uh, so, we're going to be discussing the law and... Um, just about the setting and also about Dum Dum Die and how it came to be and why it's extra special is because aside from being about Dum Dum Die an all awesome all female podcast our sound engineer and co-producer is actually not all female he's a, a male that came out really weird he's a male we promise yeah he is he is um and i feel he deserves it because we actually had this chat before but he didn't press record so uh, i'm gonna let that let that um comment lie for shame so let's introduce ourselves. I'm Carla. I'm the GM of Dum Dum Die. And I'm also the person who's the worst at introductions. So next <laughs> is Kirsten. Anyone's better. Uh, hi, my name is Kirsten. I play Oriole, uh, the half-elf sorceress. Uh, she is quite a fun little character to play. And I'm also co-producer of Dum Dum Die. And I run my own little theatre production company called Man in the Moon Productions. And with us is the male, definitely male. Gender assuming. <laughs> you just assume my gender. I, um, I did, and I apologize. No, it's, it's, a, it's a right assumption. It was a very nice introduction. My name is Tristan. I'm the sound engineer person who's in charge of making the things work and actually is in charge of pushing record when record needs to be pushed. You had uh, one job, one I am, job. I am also all male, as you <laughs> rightly pointed out. Um, also the co-producer... Uh, with Kirst and Carla and the third sort of trifecta of all these little independent company representations is mine, which is Masitlale Productions. And maybe for our international viewers who don't know what Masitlale Uh, means. And for some of us at the table who may Uh, or may not know. I mean, um, I'm asking for a friend. Is it Rosa? It is a, a word that means let us play. So the company is very much about playing and in all the mostly theatrical things, live performance things we've done is always centered around being playful, which is really nice that we play a game now and are in part of the podcast world, I think. So we mentioned Man in the Moon for Kirsten. We mentioned Masid Lale for me. Did we mention The Social Bard? No, no, we didn't. Um, so I run a YouTube and online video consultancy called The, the Social Bard, um, which came about from my love of helping creators and brands create families, not followings, and really trying to build um, communities and possibly some income streams around the things they love to do and create and share. And um, the social bard name came about from (laughs) because I play a bard whenever I play, usually. Uh, if people will let me play a bard, because uh, my cutting words are pretty cutting. Like, <laughs> I was going to ask, why, why would they never let you be a bard? Like, new phone, who dis? <laughs> she said that the whole time. You, I just want to say that. Like, I just want to say it all the time. Um, it's, it's, I, apologies. Be, yeah, and I was on Twitter yesterday, and Sean was like, oh, I'm so excited. Sean's, Sean's my partner in life. And he was like, I'm so excited for uh, the new Hawk character in Doge. And he was trying to say Dove. 
in the new Marvel series and we were all like, much Marvel, such douche. <laughs> I love it. Why would it kind of cackle like this? <laughs> um, I don't know why. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. And I'm really glad that Sean uh, got a mention uh, on the podcast. Well done. Hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. Yo, and hello to all the Seans out there, if there are any others. While we're Hi, on other it, Seans. While we're on this sort of, I don't know how we can say while we're on that topic, but even the if Seans. it could be. Where, where did the idea for a podcast come I feel like it's weird that you're asking that yeah, because, because you. <laughs> yes. okay. So I feel like, speaking about that, um, Kristen, don't you feel like the next question should be, where did the idea of a podcast come from? You know what, Carla? It's such a good question. You it's know, almost as if a really heavy male voice <laughs> told you in your head. I know. It, it just came to me one morning. A, a part of inspiration, a very exciting jumping man went, we should do a podcast. We should do a podcast. <laughs> Is that really how it happened? No, no. Okay. So I, I can kind of start us off and then Tristan can take it off. Um, Tristan and I are very avid podcast fan listeners uh, partakers of um, one particular podcast called uh, Sneak Attack. Shout out to the sneakers who are listening. <laughs> who listen. Uh, and also to maybe Danny anywhere because I think there was another reference there. <laughs> to, probably. Uh, Akio. Um, well, with the new phone who does. <laughs> phone who does. Um, so we really, really enjoyed. Tristan actually cornered me starting to listen to that podcast, he started on his own. And on a road trip down to Durban in South Africa, he like kept playing the podcast. And I was like, oh, what is this? I haven't played d and I don't know what this is. And then by like the second episode in, I was like, no, must turn more with the story. And he's like, there's no more episodes to listen to. And I was like, what am I doing? Where are the episodes? So I actually started listening from the beginning and then overtook him and finished, like, completely caught up, like, three months before he did. And, like, our love just grew from there. Now we listen to Dragon Friends and I'm not sure what other ones you listen to, Tris. Those are my two, like... Ah, I listen to a couple. Um, So... What is the <laughs> sort of final conclusive point? Of what oh, you're yes, I got <laughs> sidetracked. Um, so basically, um, we kind of looked at South Africa and Africa in general and what actual play D&D podcasts are out there. And we started playing ourselves, I think, only in November. Yeah, in the end of November, beginning of December 2016. Yeah, so we got really into it. My brother DM'd our first game. And we only just finished that starter campaign like a month ago. Just before we started this podcast, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we decided, you know, wouldn't it be really cool if we did like an all-female one and kind of take our theater exploration into, into a different kind of realm and our storytelling into a different place. And the D&D podcast seemed like the most organic, exciting way for us to to do that. I have nothing to add. I think you explained it very well. And mm. I'm going to use it as a segue to ask Carla a question because you've kind of hinted at the background that you and I came from in terms of D&D. And I'd like to ask Carla what your background is with Dungeons and Dragons. Like I know you're, you're quite an avid Pathfinder RPG human generally. <laughs> so you can talk about that, but also then specifically how you came to Dungeons and Dragons. 
Um, well, I actually uh, started my geek career uh, like three... Because it's a job. Yes. Um, so like about three years ago, I say geek career because uh, I started being geeky with other geeks because before I come from a small town where sport is amazing and sport is amazing, but uh, they're only like the sport... There's, there's a lot of sport. And then I went to an arts <laughs> high school. Balls. Lots of balls and strokes. And then I went to an arts high school where there was a lot of art and there was um, very little space for uh, geekiness or if there was, I didn't find them. Maybe we were all just like geeks inside and no one was talking to each Oh, that's sad. But so about uh, four years ago, um, I went to medieval fair and they were having like a LARP jousting things and I was like I get to hit people with buffer weapons and pretend to be a fairy I'm everything about that is screaming my name turns out you can't play a fairy uh you can play an elf and um <laughs> you can hit people with buffer weapons but you, you know safely safety first and from there I went into um role-playing uh with my partner at the time and the first system I actually don't even remember what system it was it was a setting called um in the Dresden Files which is actually why I wanted to play it because I love the Dresden Files books. And then, um, so I actually, my beginning role-playing was never actually with any D&D or Pathfinder. Um, I've played Fate. I've played Numenera. I've played Dread. I've played a you lot of like... still play Dread. Dread's awesome. I've played a lot of like side systems. And then I got into a really fantasy-like story with Pathfinder playing a Dragonborn. And then I was playing D&D, but playing Star Wars. I was playing Star Wars in the D&D system, which was my first experience of D&D. Then I went on to playing Bacon Battalion on YouTube. So we started out with Pathfinder and then we moved into D&D. And where I got my love for bards across both. So bards are best. (laughs) I feel like it's a catchphrase now. (laughs) Yeah, it's a true story. Thanks, Chris, for that wonderful uh, contribution. It's a raspberry and I'm very proud of it. Fruits are great. So, uh, <laughs> thank you. Good. So, on the thing of backgrounds, Kirsten and I have kind of hinted at the fact that we like podcasts and we like streams. Um, we were big fans of, I don't know if you were, Kirst, the stream of Annihilation that they did now in 2017. Oh, no, I loved it. Yeah. It was at the coast having all those groups there and the live stream and the Twitch sort of uh, avalanche that they've created and the, the podcast of Annihilation is this month as well in September when this podcast is being recorded. But Carla, do you have a background with um, sort of podcasts and streams that you listen to as well? I know you you just mentioned Bacon Battalion, which was a stream. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so that was a video one, and I don't know if uh, listening is the right word because I was playing in it. So well, I mean, you know how much you listen at your own games. <laughs> yeah, totally, that's why our recaps are so great. <laughs> of course. Well, did you listen to other games or um, other things, other yes, streams? Yeah. So um, I mostly uh, listen to like uh, GM tip videos and. Uh, listen to what Sean plays while we're working at home. So he, we listen to Gloss Cannon. We listen to No Direction. Um, so quite a lot of Pathfinder-based uh, things. But what I love most about role-playing is that it can extend across whatever system you're playing and whatever table you're playing at. But And some Critical Role and Harmon's Quest and PAX Acquisition. But I can't say that I'm an avid listener. I've not listened to every single episode of any 
one of these. Every but neither one single. of them, I haven't listened to every single one of Bacon, it's so there's also that. Carla. <laughs> it's, it's My sh- own show. Shavakara. Um, but uh, I, I'm definitely getting into Harmon's Quest. Um, mm. I'm loving Harmon's Quest. And then I am also very excited to see all the Starfinder stuff coming out. Ah, uh, indeed. Indeed. Um, okay, cool. Very nice. Kirsten, anything to add there other than the fact that you listen to every episode of Sneak Attack? Every single episode of Sneak Attack, Dragon Friends, and my own podcast. Thank you very much. That's every good. You get free XP. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, not the ones you have to buy. Are there, any, are there any other streams? I know you're, you're quite a big stream watcher, actually. So are there any streams that you particularly like watching? I feel like a discussion like this would not go miss without mentioning Critical Role, but I don't watch enough. Um, I mean, there's, their, their episodes are huge on the YouTubes, and I probably have spent at least half a day at work watching small clips from Critical Role. You know, it's like this character does this, or that one time the character did this, or Matthew Mercer's different characters. I love watching those, so in sense of that, Critical Role. Otherwise, it was the stream of Annihilation at Wizards of the Coast that really sparked mm-hmm. all of the connections for me to all these other wonderful groups and I'm trying to catch up. I'm not watching enough. Oh, yeah. I, I also just remember. What? Um, yeah, I've also watched some of Dawn Forge's uh, cast's plays, um, actual plays, and then also listened to one or two episodes of um, another all-female podcast called Venture Maidens, who, which is run uh, by yes. James, in, well, part of James Introcasso's intro um, vibe and He's a really cool guy, so go give his uh, podcast, Have Spellbook, Will Travel, a listen, because <laughs> it's got the most amazing name. That's super cool. I also uh, like Dames and Dragons. Uh, that's a cool name. Yeah. It's a good name, and they're, they're quite fun. They're, they're a nice group of people. I've only listened to the first four episodes, so I can't speak uh, with a lot of authority, but yeah. Um, cool. I, I think also you're forgetting one thing. You're quite a fan of Force Grey. Oh, I love Force Grey. Yeah, I watched um, the very first season. I watched the Egyptian special, and I've also recently started The Lost City of Omu. Um, but that is, that is like the hopes and dreams. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> but enough of this talk of other shows and things. We are nearly 15 minutes into this oh special episode, and we need to get chatting about this podcast. Yeah, I think it just shows that uh, we love the game and love the community and love people who are making stuff. I hear you. So... Segwaying gently, in the spirit of J.M. Barry, and don't quote me on this, but apparently, apparently, I feel like he said this, at least Johnny Depp did in a film about <laughs> J.M. Barry. I mean, that's close enough. <laughs> Any good book um, has to start with uh, a good leather-bound journal and a title. So let's jump right into the title of, well, not the title, but the name of the world that we're in, in Dum Dum Die, Kalendos. Um, Carla, could you talk through where the name came from and why that name and things like that? Um, I, I'm unsure which came first. I think I was running, like, I really like the sound of Kalend and I was, like, thinking, oh, Kalend as a name. And then I came up with the main villain for the prologue, um, uh, who is called Simael, which is a, a basically a being of all mist. And then so... Should I be closing my ears for this? No, no, no. Okay. No <laughs> um, spoilers. <laughs> who is a being of all mist. And then I thought to myself, well, if he r- ruled the world and he um, basically was everywhere in the world, 
um, the world would be quite green because there's a lot of um, liquid and like water and so it would be quite lush vegetation. So I actually Googled um, green, uh, the elven word for green, which came out to be Kalandos. Elven as in like Lord of the Rings Tolkien elven. Well, I mean, that's what Google said to me, but someone's going to say like, no, that's not what it is. I'm like, ah, Google lied. But I did, <laughs> I did, I did just take the first result. I'm not going to lie. I didn't like okay. <laughs> We didn't spend that much that. time on it. Okay. Yeah. I, did, I did just take the first result because also I was like, oh, calent is a cool word. Mm. And it's apparently the oven word for green. So I okay. thought that matched the world. Hmm. And um, speaking of the world, how, how big... How big is it and how much have you actually mapped out so far? So um, I have a vague map of the entire um, continent that uh, we're playing on, Um, but it's not super, super detailed on the outskirts. Um, It's detailed in areas where things of import may or may not happen. (laughs) And it's um, detailed in areas where there are so in the surrounding towns of where they play. So if the, my players move, um, are moving in the adventure, I would then map out the closest towns in my mind if they haven't already been mapped out because of import, uh, important things. Right. So Calendas, so would that be the name of the continent or the world? Well, see, that might be a spoiler. Oh, okay. okay. Right. It's as much as we know. Yeah, as so it's okay. as much as anyone knows Kalandos is what there is. There is nothing beyond Kalandos that the characters Ooh. in the story know. Oh, I like that. That's quite cool. Like so, it, and also it, 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 it leaves it free for me to make more stuff or not. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> very good okay. GM in there. Um, and I'd also like to, because the game is very young. It's so true. Yes, indeed. Um, some, some questions then on what you've mm-hmm. just been talking about. Do you see or in the map that exists are there different areas either um sort of in terms of civilizations that are there and maybe geographical so you mentioned that the world is green do you foresee it all as one sort of um what is it terrain like is it all forest is is there are there deserts is there an icy tundra uh and do you see groups of people or cities or towns in those places um so what i think is very interesting i mean obviously i would uh is because the game, we played a prologue and that was set in a time where Tsumayel was, for want of a better word, rampant and covered the, the the continent. And so then, yes, it was fully green, super lush. There was no uh, dry spaces. There was no uh, cold spaces. It uh, So tundras, it was just like moderate rainforest everywhere. Um and with cultivated lands. And because of that, uh, a lot of the races that we get in D&D were there except for, so drow is, was unlikely to happen because why, you wouldn't need to dig into the earth to find things because everything was there. So no one had the need to do anything because in evolution, people only move or uh, create technology and things like that when there's a need or a lack so people only move if there's not enough food for them. People only move, dig if they need something from under the ground. So um, there were no drow um, in the prologue. However, uh, since Tamil's um, defeat 
So if you haven't listened to the other things, you must go listen now. <laughs> By the way, spoiler. <laughs> um, so since Tamayo's defeat and where we're playing now in the world, which is about 200 years later, uh, the climate is changing. So I'm going to really play with a change from that uh, lush vegetation to some arid areas, um, some frozen tundras possibly, but probably very few of those. Um, it's more likely to see the beginnings of um, arid areas, which could be very, very interesting. And because 200 years have passed and people's needs have changed, there are going to be some new races and some new, um, basically, habitats, for want of a better word. So I'm hoping that's going to be quite exciting as people discover along. Because also, um, not only is my setting homebrew, but I also use the races in the the DM's Guide and the Monster Manual as um, starting off points, but my drow aren't necessarily evil if they are drow. And, uh, you know, my gnomes aren't necessarily, like, miners. So it's for the characters and for um, the audience to discover as we go along. But I've got it. <laughs> um, Carla, I also know you're a particular goblin fan. <laughs> I do like goblins. Um, will we be seeing any in the in the podcast in the future? I think once I get a really great goblin voice going, then yes. <laughs> We're waiting for the voice. She's, the she voice. says, um, and knowing that they don't know that she practices it in her car, <laughs> <laughs> like driving everyone. Is like, is this a good one? So, in a world that might have goblins and might not, and the way you've just described it and explained at least interestingly for me, the lack of frozen tundras necessarily. Is there any kind of inspiration that you take from your local environment, like South African tropes in any way? Um, I think we're going to find it in the habitats and in as the areas become more um, moderate in vegetation and more arid, because that to me feels very much like, like the Karoo in my mind and like the free state and... So hopefully to see some of those kind of vibes. I can't wait to see the characters that are in those spaces. The Kuroos. Yo. Was that a I bit of an like Afrikaans but, Tristan? No, that there was, came there was out. no such thing. I, Just I, checking. I feel like um, I had a name for this one Habitat's people, but I feel like they should be called Karoos now. Karoos? Karoos. I like it. Karoos. Oh no. oh, no, not Australian. No, 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 no. I'm the GM. I do what I want. It's no problem. Uh, question. Do you think we'll ever get to see those maps or, or like a, a visualized version of Kalendos? Yes, I, I really do want to do it. Um, I'm, look, I mean, I, I've got a very sketched out one by myself, but uh, the drawing is not my skill. He's a drawing so, of a map. Drawing. So I'm, I'm hoping that I can convince Sean to draw it for, for me at, at some point. <laughs> at which time I will share it with everybody because then it will be beautiful. And then I'll get him to draw little like heads of the, the people who live in that area. And Sean, if you're listening, welcome to your future, buddy. <laughs> I like that if he is listening, he's been like sort of riding a high at the mention in the beginning. And now he's like, okay, he is under pressure. And he has <laughs> like, a task. Okay, stop talking now, please. <laughs> He's like, oh, next thing you know, she's going to say, like, also draw their weapons. I also draw their weapons next time. Oh, it's, it's happened. Possibly animals that occur in the yeah, area. Yeah, you know, who knows? No. Like, okay, we'll share Weather patterns. 
moderate items and a local store. <laughs> okay, enough. Um, so let's go move on from maps to, um, since we've just aired the heritage episodes, um, let's talk a little bit about the gods and why you have a particular affinity and decided that they needed to be gods because I know that this prologue was the first thing that we ever played properly as a group besides the audition process, which was a little sheep one-shot, which was very interesting. Which you can download. It, yes. It's, yes, it's and on, play. It was lots of fun. It was very was it good. the DMs Guild? I believe so, I think yeah. that's where we got it, yeah. Mm. Shout out to the DMs Guild. <laughs> I think it's called the Sheep of Wolverton. Ah, uh, nice, the good sh- memory. Some, yeah, I think it's more that. or less. Or mm. well, the wild sheep? No, that's a, that's a Murakami novel. Never mind. Yeah. Um, so yes, the the question so, to so my question to oh, you fine. is um, why why the gods? Um, so a lot of characters uh, and a lot of classes need need gods to use their capabilities or anything like that. And then also in Bacon, when I was playing with Guy Slanders from How to Be a Great Game Master, what he did, which I which I loved and found so much joy in playing, is if you beseeched your gods, he would make you roll a percentile. And if you hit a certain percentile, something cool would happen or not happen. So um, I just loved that. And I wanted to give my players the chance to, to play that. But then I thought like, uh, well, you know, as, as fun as that is, if it's not necessary to the game, they're not going to want to do it. Well, uh, or they're going to do it very few and far between. So they're not going to embrace embrace this um, mechanic, basically. Um, and so then I thought, okay, cool. Well, I want religion to play quite a, a, a large part in in the in the world. And then I thought to myself, well, I've played a paladin before. I played the paladin of okay. So this is Pathfinder. Um, Dina, I think it is the basically the travel and luck. God. And I'm like, I wrote down my stuff. Okay, admittedly, it wasn't one of my first things. And then I forgot what my God was, and I didn't care about my God anymore. I was just like, I can fast step. Or, no, sorry, that's um, Numenera. Not fast step. I can dimension door. <laughs> and um, so I thought, what better way to create buy in from the players and buy in? for them with their own religion is to have them play the characters that would then later on become the gods they worshipped. So that way they will always also know what their god would think, what their god would do. I mean, obviously it's idolized versions of their characters, um, but I just thought that way the players will feel an affinity with their god and will know what their god is about. And also it helped me create the world with them without um, having to put them on the spot of like, okay, guys, we're going to create the world now and without them losing any of the surprise of what the world would be. So that's why I did it. So it's, it's quite an active agreement. I really like that and can also appreciate that it's not it's nothing new necessarily. What is quite unique in the way you treat that, um, yes, the thing that, that Guy also does that you kind of uh, borrow in terms of you know making the gods quite present is this idea, for me at least, of the gods salesmen. You didn't call them <laughs> priests as you would expect in, in a world that has gods. You mean the hecklers? The hecklers. Well, the original sort of way that Carla pitched it to me when we were speaking about you know maybe running a game, um, she did call them salesmen. Hecklers yeah. or what is that about? Why that? Why that choice? Where does that come from? 
Um, <laughs> so a lot of these are my own personal opinions. I mean, we all draw from our own personal experience. And I've always found religion to be uh, an interesting business, for want of a better word. And so I, and I truly feel that um, everyone who thinks their religion is is right and is awesome and likes their friends wants their friends to be part of that uh, niceness and awesomeness. So I'm not saying it's all bad. I'm just like, you know, if you know a cool club, you're like, hey, friends, come to this cool club that I know. Um, and so I thought... What, and that's how you start a cult. <laughs> that is exactly how it's this cool club. It's spelled C-O-L-T. It starts with a B, but then the B turns into a T over time as like the signage degrades. Um, so... I just thought it would be very interesting if, uh, because there would only be four gods and because previously in the prologue there were there was no religion. And so it would be interesting to have the, the gods, um, people on earth, um, on Kalandos vying for the other gods' um, followers. <laughs> so one thing I find I find very interesting is that you say the main the main adventure happens 200 years after the heritage episode, the prologues. So they're actually relatively very young gods. Yes. As opposed to like gods who created the earth. No, 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 no. These are gods who saved the earth. So that's one thing I find like really exciting that it's not like they're heroes that turned into gods. They're not like, Oh, we created the world. Yeah, and I think that um, also speaks back to the things I like. So I love mythology and I love that people needed ways to explain things and people needed to see uh, role models. And so once the four adventurers defeated Tamayal in the Heritage episode, the Spoiler. people... <laughs> sorry. The people just uh, began to idolize them and through that belief created the gods so it's and that for me is what religion is it's the belief in that something outside yourself exists and because they're young that's also why they're salesmen because you know it's the newest thing <laughs> trending um i'm Hashtag sensing trending i sense uh, a sort of um acknowledgement or, or respect awareness of Terry Pratchett and the like. You're a Terry Pratchett I fan? do. I do love me some Terry Pratchett. How did I not Calendos may or may not be on a turtle. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Probably uh, not, though. Let's be real. Oh, in terms now of, I got excited. <laughs> sorry. In terms of the history of this world, yeah, or... Yeah, yeah, the history of the world. So we've spoken about this 200 years. Uh, there was a time without gods. Now there's a time with these new trending gods. How much of the history? Sound like they're like Twitter stars. I, I, I picture like um, uh, keeping up, keeping up with the gods, oh like keeping up with the gods. Have you read the latest whatever yeah. comic? Um, no, what I mean is, how much of the history have you fleshed out? Like, have you have you really thought about how the world was made or those sorts of things, if at all? Um, so I have thought about that, but uh, I cannot. I cannot tell you. Ah, I see. Yes. Yeah. Giving so, um, but there's not. It's not the usual creation myth because, as I said, there's mm. there's no gods initially. So there is a, a creation story, but it's not. Awesome, awesome, and you'll have to find out, young Oriel. Why is everyone looking at me at you're the, the table? Only player you're the character. <laughs> if you want, I can leave. 
no. and not listen to the episode. Well, I don't trust people. <laughs> I, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure Darby and uh, Rain and Zant are like, what? Must listen. Uh, what was preparing like then? Uh, so you have this history uh, and you, you went through this process of kind of grouping together with this specific table of people. What was the preparation like when we first were like, okay, you need a world for a game. You need to make your own homebrew campaign. What did you do? Um, uh, I, I got a little bit uh, shell-shocked So because Tristan was like, okay, cool, do you want to GM? And I was like, yes, I just am not going to GM in Faerun because I don't know enough about Faerun and people on the podcast are going to listen and they're going to be like, Drow, don't do that. Only Dress did that and Dresses are like a once-off weirdo. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> the fact that I know who Dressed is is pretty impressive mm-hmm. for XP for me. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> um, so, so I was like, first off, I was like straight up, I'm not going to run it in Faerun because I will Faerun it. Oh. Yes. I'm leaving. The plans are strong. She almost got up there. She, but she didn't. <laughs> because she's play, she sat at a table with me. She knows. Long enough. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so it was daunting because I had to make a whole world out of my own, but also being a relatively new GM, I was like, oh, no one's gonna like it it's gonna be weird and, which is also probably why I was like you guys should make stuff with me too because then I'm like if you hate your god that's your fault <laughs> to be fair her character brief to us was create two characters one for the one shot which was the prologue episode and one for the main thing and make sure they're completely different from each other and I I did also say make sure you like them so did you? was that? I did. did you? I did. Actually, I, I really love. I also play Vladislav in in the beginning. I'm not sure if you can tell. My voice is really different. Um, <laughs> if, even if I do say so myself. <laughs> but we are agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than silence on a podcast. <laughs> Nothing better than a death stare across yeah. the table. Uber dramatic. Um, Sorry, what yes. was the point there? I interrupted uh, you. No, I was just saying that like, I really like playing a dragonborn monk the only other character I've really played before that was a high elf druid and she annoyed everyone and her name was Alina Alina Warren if you're listening (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah that was on our original our first game yeah so um, no it was nice to even just get Nicole and and Kut who who've never played Jean D and D. Shin and Dragons. Saying, all right, cut, that's for you. Shin and Dragons. That is uh, going to happen patented um, right like now. Like they're fresh, fresh out the box, brand new players. And I think they're doing so, so well for like having been dropped into the sheep. Um, <laughs> one shot. Having been dropped into the sheep, I think it should be the title of this. Indeed. No, no, it was, what was it? It was ex- Maybe, maybe ex- not explaining you. Yeah. True. We're keeping it as that. All right, we're good. Um, but basically, like, having these two absolutely fresh souls, me relatively new, and then Wednesday, who's, like, amazing in her own right and just, like, Xantelarian plays in a completely different realm to, like, mm-hmm. the rest of us, I feel. Um, just to, like, let them explore with more than one character because, I mean, for our starter campaign, it was like, your character, cool, that's it. <laughs> Eight months later... <laughs> You didn't get to try anything else. Yeah, and what, so. and what was really cool was to see them um, when we sat here with the book. Quentin mm. uh, and Nicole basically like did eighty percent of their character leveling up 
by themselves or their character creation by themselves. Sometimes they were like, so does this mean I get plus one to my decks? And I was like, let me check the book. <laughs> yes. Yes, B. Ook says that's how it goes, 100%. So, so it was cool because, um, you know, they were really excited about creating their characters. Mm. But um, reversing back to creating the world, um, so it was daunting because also Tristan is uh, very knowledgeable and is very well read. So Tristan sent me quite a lot of really cool reading to do, of which I haven't gotten through half of it. About um, Admit it now. <laughs> yes, admit now. <laughs> Well, I mean, I've done half. <laughs> I've done half my homework. It's enough. Um, about how people create uh, create amazing stories and create amazing um, campaigns. So I think for my prep, I just I started with a villain. So a lot of the ideas I have and um, tips I have do come from watching Guy's channel and watching Dawn Ford's channel. So Guy was he he's a big proponent of stories. Are someone wants something very badly. And is struggling to get it. So I started the world with Tamayel. Tamayel wants something very badly, which we can't say. And he's struggling to get it. And so I built the world from that one premise. Because I just found it easier than just randomly building a world. It's building a world with purpose. And where that kind of character could have uh, evolved or create, been created. So Great. I think, does that answer the That's question? That's wonderful. That is an excellent answer. We have one more. Oh, do we? Yes. Uh, what are your plans for the future? For the future? Of the podcast. Uh, oh, like um, one day I'm sure I'm going to eat nachos. <laughs> I love nachos. There's going to be a lot of nachos. Awesome. But you I can't like have any because they're nachos. Oh, how many That's did, it, I'm how, leaving. How many did Colin get in just in 40 minutes? Kirsten, come back. Come back. I'm back. But it's because I, I, like, I try and be serious. <laughs> the opportunities are rife. Um, well, it's I know we, the three of us regularly meet to talk about, you know, the podcast is still in its fledgling uh, stages, but we wanted to kind of hear from you. And I hope that people listening want to hear from you. Like what, what kinds of things do you foresee happening with the podcast and the community? Um, I'm really excited to find a way to get more, more females into the game and more players like, uh, not just female, but also more players like Kut and Nicole who had never experienced this. But then I brought like a giant set of dice off Amazon, like you could buy like 20. And then I brought the packet to them and I was like, okay, pick the, the dice you want. And I assumed they were just going to be like, oh, okay, I want this color. And they were going to just pick the color because, I mean, that's how I pick my dice. Um, but Kut was like rolling hers and she's like, no, 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 this one, these ones roll badly. So I don't want these ones. And I was like, oh, dice addiction is a thing for you. Um, and it was, it's just, it's, it's so cool to see um, people who never would have been exposed to it having such a great time and creating such a great time with all of us. So I'd love to see more female players and more totally new players. Cause I think in a lot of uh, tabletop settings, you, you play with your friends cause you also play at your house. I mean, you don't want randos at your house. I mean, unless you do, uh, no judgment. Um, but by so, the way, we record this at Tristan's in my house. So yes. she's just giving us looks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you invited me randos. here. So it's a light now. Um, and so I think by nature, the fact that it's uh, friends around a table it's it's quite closed and it's hard to to engage with it i mean i know one or two of the listeners or and watchers of bacon and also now of um 
dum dum die have said to me they're like oh we love it we never heard of it before do you know where we can find a table so i'm hoping that embraces it and i'm hoping the story just gets more epic and you as listeners and the players get more invested than they already are we hope so all as one unit of the trinity um on a logistical thing yes so the idea is to get more yeah community engagement get out there and meet with people in the tables in terms of content, I know we're planning on some more special episodes based on the calendar year. These might include things like Halloween and Xmas. Uh, but also, Xmas. we're hoping to do That's some... the first main Christmas, actually. Well, I mean, I'm pretty kind. sure I'm pretty sure someone's going to be like, the X-Men don't have Christmas because <laughs> in the fifth parallel universe where the Sentinels ruined the... You've obviously had bad experiences with <laughs> No, the peoples. thing is, I, I'm my partner is a Marvel comic artist, so um, just the, the comic book, there's no rage like geek rage. Well said, <laughs> well no said. Kirst, it looked like you were about to say something. Yeah, I just wanted to, like... I just wanted to say to our listeners, like, we really, really appreciate that you guys listen. Mm. I mean, I know we're a brand, we're brand new podcast. Like, I don't even, how many weeks old are we? Like eight? No, less, because we record more than one in a sitting. Yeah. Shh, don't tell everyone. <laughs> Stop exposing all our secrets, Tristan. They'll come out eventually. But basically, I just, I just really want to invite all you guys to please feel free to ask us any questions. We'll like... Pile them up if we, like, we got feedback the other day of, like, people are like, ah, it's a little difficult to follow. So, please, like, tell us ways that we can improve on, like, how you, how we can make it easier for you guys to listen to us and better for you to follow. And we're very keen to hear any feedback, whether it's, like, Oriel's got an annoying voice or uh, Darby's the most fabulous half-orc I've ever seen in my entire life. And if Colin knew the rules better, that would be great. (laughs) Anything. I'm here for you, girl. Uh, I feel you. You guys are great. Um, The last thing I have to say is just also that we are really excited to do character background stories. We want to do special Mm. episodes to find out more about the characters in the campaign itself. So hopefully we'll get to that and you can look forward to that too. As well as, um, I guess, and I'm just dropping this on them now. Drop it like it's hot. So, um, and I guess the obligatory, but it's obligatory not because everybody's doing it, but because we want to celebrate um, the fact that it would happen, um, holding thumbs and fingers and uh, crossing all the things, um, is if we reach milestones in like people mm. following and people mm-hmm. listening and uh, maybe we'll try and do a little giveaway or shout out or something cool for you Totes. guys to thank you for being there. We dream big. Indeed. How are you so, wrong? Uh, waiting believe... to hit a hundred. Hundred. Yeah. <laughs> Still waiting to hit that wild magic table too. <laughs> that would I be mean, great. We can all dream. Kirsten definitely has goals. All right. Well, that's that's it from my side. I don't know if Kirsten, you. There's anything else you'd like to say? Then, uh, Carla, the driving seat is yours. You can take us away. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this interesting, useful, and if nothing else, entertaining. And please leave a comment below saying, which of my puns was your favorite? Because everyone wants to know. <laughs> and I don't know if you heard that actual face bomb. Like, I don't know if it was loud That enough, was tangible. But it was, it was rough from Kirsten. Tristan apparently has a... A pun filter that he a pun shield if pun. you will <laughs> he's, wearing, <laughs> he's currently wearing, wearing a stormtrooper t-shirt so it's like pew pew nice. no, because, good attempt good attempt oh, okay <laughs> I'm gonna walk away again no, no. Um, 
So thank you very much for listening. And please remember you can rate and review us on all your favorite uh, podcast apps and share this with all your friends. Also um, share the other episodes so that they know what we're talking about. And remember to also follow us on all the socials at dumdumdie. And you can email us at dumdumdiepod at gmail.com. Please share this podcast, share any other podcast. Just share role playing with your friends, family, and everyone you know. And, and also to share it maybe possibly with our musician. Yes, I am so bad. We have a most amazing, amazing uh, gentleman named Vid who makes the awesome soundtrack that you hear on our episodes and his link is in the description below. Please go give him a follow, give him a rating review and share his things because he is also super epic. Yes. Sorry, I, I was just like that ended with a like super epic exclamation point and then I was like, that should be enough for the ending. But I feel like I should say goodbye. So, uh, thank Bye, you Carla. so much for listening. <laughs> it's my time to shine. Okay? I don't Sorry. get enough time. It's my time to shine. So, have a most amazing week of role playing. <laughs>